Hi, it's Devana from Witches Tea Flint. Thank you for joining me for another Spilling the Tea. So we talk a lot about tea and we talk about the energy of the herbs and we talk about the energies of these teas themselves. We talk about the magical properties and the medicinal properties. There's a whole lot of other things that go into tea that we haven't quite covered yet. And this is what we're gonna talk about today. So what exactly is a tea? Well, we have a habit of calling anything that isn't carbonated coffee and alcohol or water a tea. Just because it's brown and you make it with herbs doesn't technically make something a tea. We often use the word tea to describe anything that uses alchemy, hot water and herbs, to create a healing beverage, but that does not make it a tea. Tea is technically the processed or unprocessed parts of the Camellia sinensis plant. Whether you use the roots, the leaves, the twigs, the flowers, it's still tea if it comes from Camellia sinensis. And tea, coincidentally, is the second most popular beverage in the world and is the most widely consumed drink in the world after water. I mean, it is water, but it's water with herbs, herbal water herb water, but it is the very special and highly coveted Camellia sinensis that makes something a tea. So what's a tisane then? Well, when we say herbs and water, that's what we're technically talking about. A tisane is an infusion of herbs or flowers in water under heat. Now, some of these flowers and herbs can break down well in cold or lukewarm water, but that perfect temperature to brew a tisane or an herbal tea is usually about 200 degrees Fahrenheit for about five minutes or less. Why less? Well, some flowers like rose petals, they don't like to be in the hot water for very long. In fact, too long, it bleaches out the color and they get a little slimy. And that ends up affecting the flavor of your tea. It's kind of gross. Even jasmine does not take very long to unfurl. So here's a really good test for you. And it also is beautiful to watch. If you were to get a blooming tea ball, say off of Amazon, or you know, maybe we could offer some of those in our shop at witchesteaflint.com. What you wanna do is run the water through your coffee pot, cleaned preferably, so you don't mingle the tea with the coffee and ugh. No, no bueno, no, 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 ew. <laughs> All right, so you're gonna take this hot water and you're gonna pour it over the blooming tea ball. Get your cell phone out and set the stopwatch to start as soon as you pour the water over. And then just watch that unfurl. Watch and see what happens. Watch how it fully blossoms into this beautiful little thing in the water. The reason why I say to do this is while you're watching that process and you're timing it, that's giving you a really good idea of what's happening when you're brewing any kind of tisane or anything with herbs. It's giving you a memory recollection of, okay, this is what happened after a minute, after two minutes, after three minutes, because it does take a good four and a half-ish minutes for one of those blooming tea balls to fully unfurl. So once it's completely opened, you're gonna wanna stop that timer and that will give you the perfect time. One of the most popular herbal teas out there is chamomile, but you can make a tisane from lemon balm, all the mints, lemongrass, roses, hibiscus, 
or even lavender. You can make it from the barks of trees like willow, cinnamon, maple, slippery elm, cedar, or cherry bark. You can make a tisane from the roots of ginger, ashwagandha, echinacea, or even chicory that you've picked up and dried from your yard. You can make a tisane from dried fruits like cranberries, raspberries, cherries, figs, blueberry, mango, peach, and apple. Cardamom and some other spices also make great tisanes. And most of the medicinal detox teas out there are actually just tisanes, even kombucha, unless you are using something other than the herbs for the kombucha. And when you put it all together, you get an infusion of sorts. For most, the alchemy of boiling water or whatever temp you choose to pour over and steep your herbs in is an infusion. But for us tea makers, it goes beyond that. Because when we're making an infusion, we want you to have the entire sensory experience. We want that aroma to flip on that happy switch in your brain that signals that good stuff is coming. We want your mind to be receptive to the healing energy that is about to flood your body and infuse your cells with wellness. We want all your endorphins charged and sending the appropriate surge of serotonin or dopamine whenever necessary so that you aren't just drinking tea. You're experiencing a full sensory experience. You're going on a wellness adventure that helps you encounter where you need healing the most and sends that healing to all the right places. Tea and these herbs are so much more than just a simple infusion. When you drink tea or a tisane, you're journeying to the places where these things grow and picking up all the nutrients combined in every concoction. Sometimes you might find us tea snobs getting crazy with teas and making all sorts of wonderful little drinks, like my favorite, the London Fog. Take an Earl Grey, add some steamed milk, then maybe a little bit of lavender or vanilla syrup help. Add both, it's amazing. Then sip. It's pure bliss. A chai latte is very similar. You're gonna brew it just like tea. Add steamed milk, maybe a little cinnamon dolce syrup. It is phenomenal. My personal absolute favorite is matcha green tea latte. And that, oh, that is amazing. But if you're caffeine sensitive, you might want to avoid the matcha just because matcha is pretty potent. And you know how we've talked about tea temperatures and how not to overheat some of these herbs and cook them too much. The rooty teas and the tisanes that need a little more oomph, like cinnamon and ashwagandha, ginger, even tulsi. You can boil those herbs in water and let them simmer to add a much stronger tea. Some of us come close when we make tea, then we forget about it, we have to reheat it, and then we forget about it again, let it cool all the way down, we have to reheat it again. It's similar to the process. Much like when you put clothes in the washer and forget about them and then have to rewash them. The only difference is you're not getting the mildewy side effects because we're getting tea and not having to redo laundry again. Decoctions are just the process of boiling water or any liquid for that matter to get the full essence of the herbs. Herbs, spices, and plants that come from trees or root stock, they need a little bit extra brewing time and have special care needs to make sure that you're getting the full benefit. So when you mix these teas or tisanes, you're gonna make sure you're getting 100% of that power that they have. 
So if you're gonna go out and ethically harvest your own herbs, spices, or plants, the higher the heat, the longer the time of these roots being brewed under heat helps those roots to break down and gift their goodness to that water. As you are cooking these, the water boils off so that you can really, really get some good stuff. It's powerful healing. It's also a very witchy process. I mean, do we actually know what the weird sisters were doing in Macbeth? We don't exactly know for certain what they were making. Maybe it was cold and flu season or during a plague and they needed something with a little extra oomph to it. One of the best parts of making a decoction is this is the first step in creating an herbal syrup. So we want to make friends with decoctions and use the right herbs and roots to make the best decoctions. The fun definitely comes when we can turn it into a syrup. So after we've made a decoction, we're gonna strain the herbs and we're gonna put it into a jar and let it cool down, only to be boiled a little bit later, add a little bit of sugar, wait till the sugar completely dissolves and boom, syrup time. And that syrup can be used as medicine. You can use it to pour over pancakes and waffles. You can use it for just about anything. Anytime you need a little dose of special healing because it's double the strength of tea. All that healing power, all it takes is a spoonful. It's what makes elderberry pretty easy to work with because all you need, like I said, is just one little spoonful and you've got a powerful healing tonic. Most of these words are pretty interchangeable here, if you haven't noticed. Tea, tisane, concoction, decoction, infusion. But it all changes when you sweeten things up a bit and add heat. So what happens if we remove the sugar, remove the water, and instead we add an alcohol or vinegar to our herbs? That is a tincture. And that process pulls all of the best healing process out of the herbs, barks, and concentrates them into a very potent liquid. Tinctures have been around for hundreds of years, and 80% of the world population uses them for their healthcare needs. But they should only be used when you are fully aware of the properties of these herbs. It's really important that you do your homework and you do all the research you can because there are some herbs that aren't really great to make tincture of. Let's talk about milk thistle. Milk thistle is one that if you have blood pressure issues. It can drop your blood pressure dramatically. If you have issues with your blood sugar, it can also cause some pretty messy issues that you really can't come back from. And while we're talking about dangers, the other thing we want to point out is make sure you're not using aluminum to cook any of your herbs. Aluminum can cause a very dangerous reaction and you never quite know all of the herbs that have the potential to react poorly. So it's just better rule of thumb to not use aluminum. And that's not just cooking them in, but don't put aluminum foil over top of your pot while you're boiling. Just be safe. We want to make sure that everyone fully enjoys this experience and is safe in the process. So what does all this have to do with tea and being a witch? Well, witches are healers and tea is healing. Herbs are healing. Herbs are magic. They're in our potions. They're in our works that we do. They're used in candle magic because we use oils and oils come from the herbs. They're in our incenses. 
there in our smudge sticks, herbs and herb magic and knowing what these herbs do and knowing how to use them. That's all part of the craft and honing your craft. It's important to know all the things that you can do with these herbs. And it's important to know all you can about the healing aspects, as well as the cautionary tales about what not to do. Our herbs and our teas that we make in our store at witchesteaflint.com make great incenses, and you can concentrate them down into tinctures or tonics or syrups if tea is not your thing. Consider this making your magical education that much more well-rounded. I mean, I could tell you 10 different ways to hack someone, but wouldn't you rather know how to fix your own stuff so that you can thrive instead of messing with someone else? I'm hoping the answer is yes, because my goal here is to empower you so that you can be better and you can do so much better and that you aren't worried about the fools out there who can't get their own shit straight. They will be taken care of, trust me. It's that whole vibrate higher thing. They can either match your vibration or fall off as you rise. The choice is yours. And I hope that you choose wisely because I truly want you to thrive and heal and be able to help others do the same. Thank you again for joining me. I know this one might be a little bit shorter than most, but it was a nice transition into the fun teas that we have coming up. We've got the breakfast bunch, Hecate and the smoky teas that are coming. And oh, they are amazing. I'm so excited to tell you all about these smoky teas. I hope you have a great one. Be sure to like and follow Witches Tea Flint on Facebook, Instagram, Etsy, YouTube, and our podcasts so that you can keep up with when we are doing something new. We have all sorts of wonderful things on our website, again, at witchesteaflint.com. On behalf of our astrologer, Leanne, and myself, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to catch another Spilling the Tea on Saturdays. Leanne's Astrocasts are on Facebook on Sundays, and we add another magical musing every Tuesday. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a great one. Stay safe and stay healthy.